Um, it doesn't really matter when the silence comes in. Just whenever. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> For everybody out there, we have to do like five seconds of silence so that I can get a room tone. And yeah. Denoise it. Yeah. Editing. Yeah. Um, this is a real slow burn into yeah, this episode. Right. <laughs> excited today uh because you will are the guest yeah i'm excited thanks oh for uh, having me on yes um, and um yeah it's been coming up so much lately and i think we, we talk people about just want to know episode. about me well they want to know about <laughs> you you are sort of a mystery you know yeah. like you add like insightful questions and stuff every once in a while when you when you feel necessary or whatever but like yeah, we don't know a lot about yeah. you. And I think just in general, I think what you were about to say before I interrupted <laughs> is that you're trying to get more men's perspective yes. on and that kind of stuff. So Yeah, it's been coming up so much because I think that there's a lot of conversations uh, that, you know, I just want to have with men about like sure. how they learned about sex, um, how they learned about sexuality, you know, like what about shame? Um, what was their preconceived notions of like maleness and masculinity and what the role they were supposed to sure. film? And then now contrasting into today of like how we're holding men accountable and this idea of consent and stuff like that. Uh, and the Me Too movement is just there is a little bit of a disconnect of what we're talking to men about, what we're teaching them, what we're teaching the youth in general in this mm -hmm. country. And then the level of um, that we're hold like standard that we're holding. Yeah. People and I think to. you also found that it's difficult to get men to want to come on. Yes. Which is why I was like, well, I'm a dude. Yeah, you're a dude. So, yeah. It's been so difficult. And, you know, it's interesting in and of itself. It's so interesting. Men do not want to talk to me. Although I will say, um, I sort of talk about this in the episode, but like I talk to about sex to everybody now, mm -hmm. like strangers, mm -hmm. people who come into my bar, etc. And men do want to talk about it, but they don't want to talk about the things that I want to talk about. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's certain things that they'll posture about or like they're interested in discussing. But when it comes to coming on a podcast, such as mm -hmm. like something that other people will hear in a bigger forum or talking about some of the subjects that I want to talk about, about their childhood, about the Me Too movement now, right. about uh, specifically like experimentation and how it's not as permissible with men. Um, yeah. Yeah. Super closed mouth. Don't want to deal with it. <laughs> it's very interesting. And I mean, I can relate yeah. to it. I mean, that's why I kind of took the producer chair. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. But I don't want to get into too much because well, we will talk about it more in like 20 it. seconds. Joy. I'm feeling yummy head to toe. You see me, ain't got no patience, so let's go. Welcome to Finding My Yum. We've got a special episode today. Uh, the lovely co-host Will hey. is doing his first episode. Yeah, that's true. Like, um, I know you guys have heard him with little, like, the intros and stuff and the outros and, like, his insightful questions. But today is all about you. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for uh, turning the microphone this direction. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. You're so welcome. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I think, I mean, so you're the first, like, heterosexual younger man that we've had like that I get the chance to talk to, which is why we wanted to do it. And mm -hmm. also, um, I think it's cool to hear B 
because we've had so many women on mm-hmm. um, and you have been sort of a male presence and perspective throughout all of the interviews and guests. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, it's kind of fun to now hear your side and like where you've come from and, and like I mean, how you got here. <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of times where I've like sat in the back and be like, oh, I have so many things to say about sure, this. But sure. there have been a few. So I think that's yeah. fair to, to to go into yeah 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 um, and I think also as you were saying earlier like it's nice for whoever's listening to like hear know who so, you yeah, are because sure. you are a real human yeah um I think what spurned this too is it spurned that doesn't feel like the right word no it doesn't feel like the right word <laughs> the, uh, the version this spurred sparked ooh I like sparked I don't think that's the word you're going for but I think it works I like sparked uh, I think what sparked this too is when my cousin was here mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. sort of shared a little bit about how you learned about sex and sexuality as a, a young man mm-hmm. and I found that fascinating and I'd love to for you to like relay a little sure. bit of the story yeah, so, I mean, to go back before even that, mm-hmm. like, so, you know, I was, I don't think we had any type of sex education in my school. Yeah, because you're from Kentucky. I am from yeah. Kentucky. Um, and I think we did have something that was called preventing sexual, it was called PSI. Um, <laughs> preventing sexual, maybe intercourse, maybe not, I'm not sure, in like, <laughs> the, in like the sixth grade. Uh, and Whoa. I don't think, it, I felt like it was more like, Preventing yourself Maybe from sexual infections. No, it wasn't because it, it was about like how to navigate a conversation. Um, oh. but and like basically how to say no. I think I didn't get to go to that class because oh, I did like get my dare, permission slip, slip signed. Oh. Yeah, so like even even that like I didn't have that level of of like sex education. Wait, you didn't get the permission slip signed because you didn't give it to your parents? Yes, or? I think I felt too. Un- Maybe I felt too oh, uncomfortable to give it to them, but also I'm very much the kind of person that would be like. Oh right, I forgot. I have all these papers <laughs> in my backpack, uh, yeah. so I just never. And then it became the day of. I was like, "Oh, where's everybody going? Oh, I have to go like hang out with like three other kids in the cafeteria." Oh, cool, funny. cool. Isn't it interesting too that we need permission slips in order to even have that conversation? Especially if this class was, it was like a one, it was like a half a day thing. And if it was just the straight up like, this is how to say no to sex. It feels like. You shouldn't have to have a permission yeah, slip for that, that one. Yeah, that's like, like should be part of the curriculum. I was listening to Deck Shepard had on um, Esther Perel, mm-hmm. who's amazing. And she was talking about how in Europe they have sexuality classes, mm. which I, and don't quote me on the ages, we can, we can do our own little fact check for this. But like, I think around like four, nine, 13 and 16, they have a progressive curriculum that talks about sexuality. So it's not mm. just anatomy. It's not just like, intercourse like yes no whatever infections um but it's actually like communication and Mm. how to like relate to the other person and consent and you know like what you feel in your body right exactly it's like all encompassing and so and I don't think you have to have a permission slip for that (laughs) did you have sex ed in yeah I did we did I we had I'm trying to remember when we exactly had it, but it was it was anatomical. Mm-hmm. Like it was talking about, you know, the body and the uterus and the fallopian tubes. And then I do remember we had a guest, I think, come in in high school and like do the I think the banana with the condom right. and whatever. Sure. But there was nothing more 
about it. Like, yeah. you know, I learned more about it from like my mom or of talking course. or like movies or stuff like that. Yeah. I think even like, I think in the fourth grade, the closest I had to anything was like a, another like class type thing, but it was more like puberty. It was like splitting, split the genders. Ah. And it was like, dudes, you should wear deodorant. Also like balls or whatever. I don't remember. Interesting. It's, been a while. it's uh, interesting. They split the genders too, yeah. right? Yeah. That like, yeah, there's like binary, first of all. And then uh-huh. second, that like the experience is so different that you shouldn't know what the other one is going I through. I know, because it did, it did lead to that like air of mystery of like, right. what were they being told? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, and then I feel like it creates all of this, like, I don't know if you felt this way, but I feel like, you know, like periods and you and, you know, and yeah, so if there's sure. mystery around it, it either becomes like this mystical unicorn yeah. or it's gross and sure. like sure you know, which tangible. it is it's very gross <laughs> you've matured um. a lot <laughs> <laughs> hey i never got that education okay so you um, didn't get the permission right. slip signed mm-hmm. did you talk about sex in your family now no you're not an only child no i have an older sister okay did you ever talk about sex with her not really no in fact we still pretty much don't like okay. <laughs> it may be like <laughs> she has a couple of kids so i assume yeah. but uh but no we don't really it's not really a topic of conversation at all how much older is she five years oh, oh so okay. she was old enough that we had very separate like kind of lives right you were never less. in school together yeah the only time we were in school together was like when i was in sixth grade and she was a senior and so like oh you went to a high school that had middle school and yeah interesting. On, on like the same campus so oh, okay uh so yeah so she would take me to school that like that year and then after that she was off to college and i was oh. a seventh grader okay so your family didn't talk about it Correct. it wasn't like a thing they never had the like they gave like as i mentioned on the on on the other episode i got a book i didn't get like okay you got a book right. okay so what was this book it was i don't know what it was called book? but it, no it was like i don't remember if it was i'm sure it was anatomy to some extent but i think it was basically like this is how sex works like did it have diet like pictures? i don't know yeah it had pictures i think it was it was like I think it was like a, it wasn't a kid's book necessarily, but it was like about puberty and then also sex and then whatever. I think I got it when I was. In and like they just said like read it. They weren't like let me read it with you or like let's discuss it. They were just like here you go. Yeah, I mean I think to be fair, uh, not to dim- like malign sure, your parents. Sure, I'm sure they were doing the best that they absolutely of course, could. But. Of course. Um, yes, I think that that I think it was just kind of given me given to me in the way that it was like, all right, well, you're probably old enough to like learn about this kind of stuff. And right, your body it's already happening yeah, in your yeah. body. So. so here you go, and then that was about it. Um, okay, so then after so sixth grade was that your only opportunity to have this like yeah and, and preventative? The, I don't sex, think the book whatever. came. The book didn't come around until I was like in high school, maybe okay. or like eighth grade. And there um, wasn't anything, but there in was high never school? any other like not that I can recall. Um, I mean, we did have some type of like, we had some type of class that was like, uh, home ec almost. And so maybe it was talked about in there, but I don't think so. I didn't go, I didn't, <laughs> ha- I didn't like take that class. Yeah. Right. Ooh, so it was like was family like, life. Sort of. yeah. Right. Maybe, but I don't <laughs> think so. Uh, and I also was not a required class and I did not take it cause I was like taking AP classes and stuff. Were you in, uh, like, was this a religious, this wasn't a religious school. No. Was, that, was this ta- Just like, a rural school. Is Kentucky like was your city religious? I don't know why. I'm yeah, I mean, no, South. I think it, no. It's a fair question because now that I'm bringing this kind of stuff up, yeah. I'm like, that does feel like pretty regressive. Um, yeah. No, and we weren't like a. I mean, there's a very like heavy Baptist population in okay. my in my hometown, um, and even some more extreme stuff like not extreme, but like further 
like fundamentally type places like the Church of Christ, which is like you can't dance. Like that's against the, oh, the rules of the church. So you can't um, even leave room for Jesus. You, Jesus correct. takes it's just like, the you're whole not allowed space. To dance. Yeah, it's can't like, touch. yeah, don't steal his spotlight. That's He's the one that's dancing. Oh. No. <laughs> um, oh. Right. I wish <laughs> I wish you would just show up to dances and be like, "This is my time, bitch." And we actually would go. We would have lo- lock-ins, like uh, we had talked about on that first. Oh, yeah, like, like Justin lock-ins. said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was like and you those would were go and you would like things, right? maybe hold hands with a girl and be like, "Ooh, scandalous!" Oh my gosh. Uh, yes, they were overnight things. Um, okay, so how did you learn about anything? You had this book. Yeah. And then, I I don't. I don't fully know. Like, I can't t- say there was like a moment where I didn't know what sex was, and then right. there was a moment where I did. I do know when I was very young. When I, f- I think when everyone starts to have that, that thought of like, well, obviously, I know that babies come from whatever sex is. I don't know what right. that is, and it happens between a man and a woman, but I don't know what that is. Like, I, the very first thought, I think I must have been in like third grade. I don't know. I don't know when it was, sure, sure. but I think my first inclination was like, well, maybe like they touch nipples, and then that's how that's how babies happen. Sure. Because I just had no idea what was well, under nipples anything. Nipples are magical. They, yeah. It's, like it is also like, well, what are these fucking for, right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, ends up that's not what it is. So I assume like I probably learned from like porn or movies or yeah, that's like probably all of the above. Were yeah. you watching porn? Not until like I was probably sixteen. Was porn available online at that point? It was, uh, but I did not like. I think we had. <laughs> I think my my friend had like. I I don't think I got any of his Playboys, but I think he found. I think we oh, had that very okay. very like tropish thing where we found like a garbage bag full of pornos in like the woods somewhere, yeah. and we're like, I don't know whose these were, but now they're ours, <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> which is probably very gross. But like, I, love I don't that know. Somebody just left them in yeah. the woods, and, and I think that we then returned them to the woods at some point. <laughs> so it's like just a like rite that. of passage, I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I imagine that's kind of. Where, I mean, but you, and you said you watched like an MTV dating show, right? Well, those are two different things. Those are for, right. for me. Yes. Okay. Um, I would say just to put a bow on the sex stuff, yes, probably please. like I read the book was like, oh, this is how it works. Saw porn. Oh, that's how it works. Great. It's something somewhere in between those two things. <laughs> we'll figure it out when I need You're to. Like, I'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, I know it's not nipples touching anymore. So, um, no, I wasn't. Okay. I didn't date much in high school. Um, did you kiss anyone in high yeah, school? Yeah, I did. Okay, um, I didn't even kiss people. I yeah, was like no. I I would like I would like to go to movies and make out with girls. Okay, and that was probably about the extent of it. I Got never it. had like a I was not in a long term relationship. Okay, or any type of relationship in high school. Gotcha. Um, so I just never really got past that. When did you learn you lose your virginity? When I was eighteen. That's a good, nice number. It's- it's a number. <laughs> There's not a bad number in there, I don't think. Um, no, it's true. I mean, yeah. I was a late bloomer. I was 23, which is super late. Yeah. Um, okay, so then date in terms of dating, right? You saw MTV. What was it? Yes, it was. was actually, it was actually VH1. Oh, I'm so sorry. Called the Pickup Artist. <laughs> uh, and so I just distinctly remember seeing it, and like. For those of you that aren't familiar with the pickup artist like culture or even you, Jerry, I'm not sure how much you know about it. Um, it is like I didn't know this at the time, but it is this like kind of culture of like how to talk to women, get them to sleep with you. Right. And like. Yeah, it's being. Yeah. 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 Okay. And there's uh, there's all these like different a, types of like, pimp, like a cool dude. 
kind of most of it makes you seem like a very loser dude now that like you can take a take a a step away and look at it but it's all the stuff of like social manipulation in a lot of ways where it's like you right yeah and it's which is awful it is yeah Yeah. and and i don't know why this was a show if like the more that i think about it but but the way like the way they talked like basically it was like a reality show where they had like one of the pickup artist i think his name was mystery and he would wear like goggles on his top hat that he would walk around in which is called peacocking if you if you are familiar with that are you familiar with peacocking i know, well i know what the idea of peacocking yeah. is but it's associated with a top hat and goggles well that was his peacocking item or whatever so like the idea like his thing was like i'll wear something weird because it's a conversation starter oh yeah. which is not why i wear a buff but like maybe <laughs> I hope that's not why I wear a buff. I just think I like Survivor. I think about peacocking as like, like posturing and sort of mm. walking into a space and like you know puffing your feathers. That's probably but what it is. Yeah, based okay. on my like seventh or eighth grade memory of viewing. They that said show. it was like some like yeah. a topic, a, yeah. a topic starting. And so they it was like a reality show. So they'd bring on like twelve guys and they're like coaching these like kind of quote unquote loser guys on how to like pick up women and they would take them like to a bar. And they would go try to talk to women, and I don't remember much outside of that. Um, but I do remember I'm horrified. <laughs> yeah, because I, you know I've seen the movie Hitch, obviously, sure. and that's based off of a real date doctor who came and did a, a talk at my university, which is very funny. Mm-hmm. But the whole message of that movie ultimately was your authentic self is going to win every time, right? And it sounds like this that's show was one hundred percent not. It was like put on a facade so you can like fuck these women. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. And Jesus. I really would like to watch it again now to see how they actually handle some of that stuff. Yeah. Because like all I really remember is like they were advertising it as like they were advertising it as what it was, but my friends and I saw it and were like, Oh, this is gonna teach us how to talk to women. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know how to do that. Cause they split us into different classrooms to talk about that kind of stuff right. right and so so we were like hyped about it and we're like oh we gotta watch it and then we watch the first episode or maybe the first and second or something we're like this is not what oh it, it wasn't didn't meet your expectations no it didn't it wasn't like it wasn't like this is how you talk to women it was a reality show and so it was like you know whatever oh, okay. um so we left away like we went away from that being like okay well that obviously didn't didn't help well it's so funny because when when you spoke about that in that previous episode it really got me started thinking about how you know uh we had on um isabella who's amazing Mm -hmm. in sexuality and and in conjunction with this she said she made a comment about how like men's sexuality is more embraced and so uh, she works primarily with women which is amazing but i also like started thinking about how it really isn't it's Mm -hmm. like this very stereotypical sort of viewpoint that we have on it we don't talk to men about sex. We don't talk to them about communication. We don't talk about consent. We mm-hmm. don't talk about, you know, um, relationships and sexuality and like that there is a fluidity with it, right? Like sure. there feels like one particular modality that's put on you. Yeah. And then now we're having so many issues with the Me Too movement. Obviously, things are coming to light, which is amazing. And but but it's also at the same to the same token of like, yes, pe- men should know no means fucking no. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Like that should not be a given. At the same time, 
we are having no education around this and then holding people to a standard where it's like we're not even having a conversation or talking about it and we're telling you that you have to be this like macho sort of dude who like is in control and knows what's going on and knows about sex and i mean like, totally there's still like you know as 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 evolved as a lot of thinking has come around it, like a lot of these topics i think there's still like an underlying like yeah, but women really like it if you're like manly and you take control on stuff. Exactly. And that may be true, it may not and be. And you know what, in the, like in porn, if mm-hmm. you're watching porn or you're right. looking at, you know, porn magazines or something like that, like the portrayal is that first of all, consent is not a thing in a lot of them. Uh force is sexy, sure. right? Like taking control, taking the reins, doing right. whatever you want to do. The woman is theoretically having a good time because of the man's choices and uh, there are other options of porn obviously but like I'm sure there's all kinds of ethical porn out yeah. there but it's not like the but if that's what kids are seeing and mm-hmm. then there's no conversation about it like yeah you're gonna be fucking confused sure did you read um that piece that came out uh, a couple years ago about aziz ansari and his like bad date quote unquote and I use that I, because that's kind of right I do I did about know it, about it I didn't read as much about it but yeah so I, I think that it is probably indicative in some ways of where there's confusion and lack of education and you know if, I would suggest that people maybe look it up and try to read it if they want to yeah. um, I do know that it, it got a lot of like backlash around like journalism practices and yeah. also like and I'm not trying to downplay anything here but it, it was like these people went on a date. She had a bad experience and he probably didn't stop when maybe he should have stopped. Right. Or I've been, I'm trying to talk about it in a, yeah, in a polite way, but it, but there, right. but what I wanted to say around that is like, not only does there need to be education around, you know, how to have conversations and obviously that no means no, but there also has to be like conversation and, and education around like read body signals or like yeah. <laughs> if like, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally even a like i'm not comfortable with this right now that's a no right right like, don't take that as like okay well in like five more minutes let me try yeah, again let me try right? again yeah 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 i mean i think there's also a conversation that needs to happen as well of like i f- my experience of men too is like you get flooded with testosterone and like hormones especially in those moments of heat sure. and it is difficult to regulate and listen in those moments and it takes practice and an understanding that this is like a bodily function and that in addition to that, you are still responsible for your actions. Um, yeah. So I, I like, and so that's not excusing men. In it's any not case. excusing men at all, but it is a thing of like, let's talk about this mm-hmm. and let's talk about how to have conversations and something that also has come up too about like, you know, the practices of BDSM and even the kink community. And Mm -hmm. this is something that I've really realized as like, I've sort of like, you know, put my toe into these sort of communities and had some more experiences is like people who are into, you know, in these communities are so much better at communication because every single step of the way there is consent, there is communication, there is what do you want? What do you need? Uh, You know, like there are rules that are outlined, especially within BDSM practices, you know, depending on what you're doing. And so, um, yeah, I think I mentioned that on, um, that podcast we had with Sandra, um, where it was like, I've been to a couple BDSM parties and one of the ones that 
it was very surprising. Like not surprising to me, but one of the things that I thought was very cool was like they did like a demo, like a consent demo before anything started, which is brilliant. Yeah, and like I mean, it just makes sense, right? Because again, like you said, we don't really. That's a thing that we don't get educated on, and mm-hmm. I've I even started to try to work that into obviously try to work the specific like, mm-hmm. do you want to have sex right now? comment into a conversation if we're going to have if it seems like that's the direction things are going and it feels awkward sometimes and like sure and 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 so like i'm always like when they say yes i'm like yeah well you know i just like to check on consent i mean that's amazing it is right and then both of you know exactly what's going on for sure for sure (laughs) i even i did actually use it one time when i was like ending a date a first or second date or something and i was like i'd like to kiss you would that be okay which feels like not what the movies say but then when she was like, yes, I was like, oh, that's so much easier. Like, about it, though. It's like, now I know that I'm not going to get rejected. Yeah. So, oh, so yeah. consent in that area was kind of cool, too. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I think like I, I talked about this when Whitney Ellum came on about like this idea that. Yeah. Like you're somehow supposed to read the other person's mm-hmm. mind. And it's like this silent activity where that's such bullshit. Yeah. Uh, and and isn't actually as fun because like if I'm trying to figure out what you're thinking, like then my brain goes fucking nuts too. And then I'm not having an in-body experience. I'm trying to like figure out what's going on over there. I will say though, like I know like the very first, my very first, first kisses, like the ones in like middle and high school and all (laughs) those things, like that moment before you actually kiss them is like, I remember that being like, an electric high being like, are we, is this going to happen or oh, not? And then yeah, when it's yeah. like, oh, that was cool. Um, so there so is something funny. about the unspoken word there. Sure, but. sure. But that's different. I mean, that's like, it is, it's but. a little bit different. Like, I like the idea of asking. Like, even if kids now have a class where they're like, ask. Yeah. If somebody wants to be kissed or touched or, right. you know, I think that that's a, I think that that's a better direction for things yeah. to go in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think frozen, uh, it sometimes gets talked about like, have you seen the movie frozen uh-huh. at the end? I don't know the, have I seen the I movie assumed you frozen? Had. I assumed you had, oh, uh, but you still a <laughs> uh, <see>, consent around <laughs> building snowmen. Yeah. Uh, but I think that at the end, like I think the love interest, I don't remember their names, um, asks, Elsa or Anna or whichever oh, one, yeah, if he can, can kiss her. And like, yeah. I remember hearing like, oh, look, it's a great example of consent on <laughs> Disney. It's like, cool. I haven't heard Start that. It. Oh, yeah. good job. Disney. Yeah, right. I mean, they got a lot of work to do, Disney, they but still. a lot of work to that do. That was a good one. Came, one in the good column. a little bit further. Okay, so back to you. Sure. So, um, so you lose your virginity at 18. Mm-hmm. You learn about dating from... Uh, <laughs> Not the from one. the pickup artist, but I mean a little bit. Yeah, sure, sure, it was a failed attempt, but yeah, it was it like was. the idea yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. of where you were going to learn it from. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just navigating it as you like be- became an adult, like what what was that experience? I mean, it's changed quite a bit, and I know that you've been on the online landscape for a little while, mm-hmm. which I feel like has also changed over the years. Yeah, I mean, I think the online like social experience started when I was going to college in general. Like I was oh, one of the first, it? I was one of the first uh, year, like Facebook came out. Right. I'm not saying like online dating, but I'm saying like online social experience. Yeah, you're right. Facebook came out when I was in 
high school, but it was a college thing. Right. And yeah. so I think it had just come out and it just started to roll out to where like ah. if you had a college email address, you could get on. Oh, So okay. like, I mean, I remember getting on it like this, like I'd gotten my college email address before I'd gone to college. And so like Ooh. I'd gotten on there and like other people that were going to be in like, we made like a Facebook group for our dorm or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like meeting people online before you met them in real yeah. real life, even with that. Um so so yeah i mean it's always like that has almost always been like a component of like yeah you're can we go back really quick because i i realized like in terms of my growing up and like how i viewed what i was supposed to do in relationship in sex in love was like the fairy tale archetype Mm -hmm. was like super ingrained into my life view sure did you operate under that like what was the like when you pictured your life at 18 like what was the trajectory that you saw for yourself that was you know that you learned from whatever sources or movies or whatever was there like a particular idea yeah I don't know I don't think that there was I became very nihilistic in like middle and high school um in kind of a I don't I mean, I don't think it was depression as much, Mm. but I was kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do and I don't really care. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, basically. Um, So I don't think I ever had a plan like by 22 or 23, I'm going to be married and I'm going to have kids and that kind of stuff. Did you have an idea, though, of like how you were supposed to operate? Like that idea that we were talking about, about the male prototype, did that feel prevalent to you as like you had to step into that modality? I think it did. Um... I want to say two things, I guess. I think I think it did in two ways, maybe. Uh, yeah. I think there was the standard, like, I am the man, so I'll probably be the breadwinner, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but not so prevalent that, like, I think I've always been, like, I, I've always been attracted to independent women, mm-hmm. um, whether that's in a, like, relationship standpoint or whether that's, like, from a, like, professional standpoint, whatever it is. Right. Like, I've always, like, my ideal woman that I would get in a relationship with is always somebody that, like, has her own life and has like her own like i can go do stuff with my friends and she can do stuff with her friends and obviously lots of times we'll do stuff together but it is like uh i don't i don't need to define you and you don't need to define me it's like a Um, it's a partnership yes um so i don't think i had that kind of traditional role and so whenever i would hear because i would hear friends that would be like that would have more of those gender norms and traditional role Mm. mindsets it's always very weird to me um, but I do think I got educated on like romance from movies because there's I can definitely remember times when I've been like, oh, I should do this big romantic gesture. Sure. And then I think I remember one time <laughs> pitching one to my sister and she was like, no, don't do that. Oh and my I was God, like, do you remember what it was? I uh, I do, but it's too embarrassing to talk no, about. Come <laughs> on. It was so long ago. So uh, juicy. Something about like, uh, like uh, have a have a like dance with me setting up some type of like just me and her gonna slow dance song oh, kind of thing like on a yeah. rooftop with twinkly lights i don't even know that would have been smart but i don't think i'd gotten that <laughs> far uh and then i think i pitched it to beth and she's like yeah maybe i mean maybe don't <laughs> like she she in a very polite way had me rethink it and then i was like oh well if that didn't seem amazing just like pitching the idea then right, i guess it probably maybe i shouldn't do it i didn't thank god um so i do think that there was like again more of that media education okay. there than it was anything else sure um, like you were supposed to be the knight in shining armor to sure. a certain extent right yeah yeah because i wonder like just as like i 
you know, was supposed to be the damsel. At the same time, I was independent and doing everything sure. else. Like, I was supposed to be rescued and be strong and independent mm-hmm. and, like, have my shit together. You know, that, like, classic line at the end of Pretty Woman where, you know, he's like, well, what happens now that I climb the tower? You know, and he's, she's like, I rescue you right back. I um, haven't seen it, but that sounds like a good line. Uh, it's, a, it's a good ending yeah. to, the, you know, this lovely fairy tale of a movie (laughs) um but yeah i wonder how those impact men too because that is it's a lot of pressure on both sides Mm -hmm. to really like rise up to this huge bizarre standard you know and i think maybe that's why i didn't date a lot in high school is because i probably felt that pressure Mm -hmm. like oh i need to always be doing this type of this i've like there were a few like girls that expressed interest in me and then we would date for a little bit of time. Um, yeah. And that was always for me. I was like, Oh cool. This is easy. Like I don't have yeah. to, I don't have to be the night shining. I don't have to do this type of like oh, yeah. grand type of stuff uh, versus just being like, Oh, let's just see if I can be friends with people. And then if we're interested in each other, well, yeah. whatever. But I had like such a chip on my shoulder. Like there were a couple guys I sort of had crushes on or I would like go to dances with. And then I just like did not want to be attached. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I will be alone. Like I wanted, I went to like almost every prom on my own, like specifically said no so that I could go on my own. Cause I didn't want to be attached sure. to anyone, you know, <laughs> just like kind of how I am now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you'd, we're getting towards like the online stuff, right? Yes, so, please. Um, so I have done a lot of online dating. Um, yeah. It kind of comes and goes in phases. And I, I think I remember when I first moved out here, which was about six years ago. Yeah. Um, I was actually listening to a Dan Savage podcast, uh, mm. Savage Love, if you know that. Um, okay. And he was like answering fan mail and somebody was like, I'm looking for... Like I want to, I just want to find the person that I'm going to be with, whatever it is. And so he was like, yeah. "Well, you need to do stuff to put yourself out there. Whether it's like, you know, open all the avenues from which you might be, you might find somebody, right?" And so he included online and that. And this was back when it was a little bit more of a stigma around it. But when I first moved down here, I was like, "Well, I don't have any friends either, so like, I should just, you know, I should get online. I uh-huh. should whatever. Okay. Like, maybe I'll meet meet people through that. Same as I'll go to UCB. I'll meet people through that. All yeah. that type of stuff." Um, and so I've just kind of always been on and off of it and never, I, since I've lived out here, I've never been in like an exclusive relationship. And so like, it's, I've never, like I have deleted them at times and got, and I've had them on my (laughs) phone where I'm not using them for a lot of times. Yeah, it's just there. But, uh, it's always kind of been I think on mine now a year and I've Mm -hmm. never gone out on a date. Well, there you go. Yeah. I go through like, I go through periods where I'm like, I should lie. Like, I think. Also in part uh, with our dating coach when she came on mm-hmm. and she was like, you should oh yeah, yeah, date, yeah, yeah. Like, pick like five to seven people and date them all at the same time. I'm yeah. Like, no way. I have that yeah, kind of time. a lot of time. Right. I feel like it's a lot of like brain bandwidth to use. It is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, for sure. If you have anything else that's taking brain bandwidth from you, <laughs> he's yeah. like, I don't know how I can yeah, make that happen. I don't know how to juggle any of that. But yeah. it did kind of encourage me to go like, let me set up more dates and see kind of like in like a small amount of time and uh and see kind of how things shake out well i remember you having sort of at least a rumination maybe not as dramatic as a revelation after it but it did bring up some ideas of maybe areas that like had resistance or Mm -hmm. you wanted taking the the survey yeah yeah um i think a lot of it was like knowledge of self and i think i'm not sure 
exactly i can't remember specifically what it is now but i think a lot of it was like what are your core values i'm like i don't yeah i don't know what my core values are yeah, yeah, yeah. what do you know what your core values are i feel like i've never written them down so it's hard for me to be like yeah i guess that is i mean it's like question. what is a core value yeah. right so like honesty sure um integrity but which are all sort of defined independently by the person um I think that was yeah. my bigger issue with it. It was Strength. like I had a hard time like figuring out what the Love, definitions of these things are. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I do think it like helped me be a little bit more introspective around that kind of stuff and figure out maybe what it is that I wanted. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah. So I, I think the big takeaway from that was like repeating the same. I think as her whole episode was about was like repeating the same behaviors yeah. without doing any introspection or without like thinking about, your results that you're getting from sure. it is or going to continue to get you the same things. personal involvement in yeah. like the outcome. Take your own responsibility for some of this stuff yeah. too. Uh, I do have a question. So like we've been doing this podcast now for five months now. <laughs> Bless you. Uh, yeah. Five months. Sounds yeah. Right. So, I mean, we started this with an idea of what it was going to be, which right. my conception and sort of what we talked about was like, Oh, it's going to be, different people's dating stories and mm-hmm. they're going to be funny and True. we're going to have like a specific subject. And then like within 20 minutes of the first interview, I think both of us were just like, Oh, there's holy shit. There's yeah, so there's much more, more here. here. Yeah. Um, people's stories and vulnerability and authenticity is so much more interesting and mm-hmm. like their struggle. Um, so I wonder, because a big way that this podcast has shifted me is I talk about sex so much more. I mm-hmm. talk about sex with strangers now. Um, I talk about I talk about sex with people that I never would have talked about before. And I think I've become much more comfortable with the subject, with talking about things that I like, what I've done, sort of what I'm interested in, asking other probing questions of people, like allowing those dialogues to happen. Sure. Where I think before... Um, I was open to talking about it, especially with my friends, uh, female friends in particular. But it was a little bit more like, <laughs> you know, like there there was a little mystery around and I felt a little bit uncomfortable. And I still am like wading through that vulnerability and that weirdness. And when I do bring it up with strangers, there is a moment that is a little bit uncomfortable. And then there's this beautiful thing that happens most often where people want to fucking talk about this <laughs> stuff, you know? Sure. So I wonder if has that had any kind of uh bearing on your life or like now that we talk about it like pretty much every single week you know like has that changed for you at all or like were did you talk about sex a lot because I know for you and I specifically like I mean I feel much closer to you and I was so amazed with how well you hold space especially in like all of these varying interviews and people you know yeah I mean I I don't know that it's changed how much I talk about sex, although I think it has a little bit. Um, but it, I'm not still, I'm still not super comfortable. Like, and that's the thing we've, yeah. we talked about even before, like turning the mic on I was like, I don't really like to talk about my sex life. So like sure. we can talk about dating and stuff and like, if it comes up cool, but like for the most part, I don't like to kiss and tell. Yeah. In yeah, other yeah. Words. Um, but, but even not in like specific circumstances, sure. just the topic mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm more, com- I'm certainly more comfortable about it now. I don't know if it's because of the podcast, sure. but, 
but even then, like in like passing, yeah. but I probably wouldn't at a like at a bar turn to a stranger be like, so when's the last time you went to a sex party? Well, it is really interesting, right? Because I think as a female mm-hmm. broaching the conversation with people, it is different. Like mm. I have a little bit more leeway than I think you do because it's not probably it doesn't yeah. come off. It wouldn't come off creepy, creepy. as much. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Um, and another thing that I would love to talk about that I think I'd like to start bringing up more is like this idea of shame, mm-hmm. because I think we all harbor, we get like messages when we're younger, you know, innocently. So and sure. I think then we carry them in. And uh, I don't know if you've identified any points of shame that you had, you know, like that's come up or even that's been triggered within these different interviews. But I mean, I would say I don't think either of these were like formative in my life or in my relationship with sexuality. But there are two yeah. things I can think of that were kind of funny. Um, and maybe they are, you know, I yeah. need to spend more time with a therapist to talk about it. <laughs> but uh, I do remember we um, I went on a Boy Scout trip okay. uh, to the Florida Keys and we went scuba diving. And so we ended up camping out on a beach. And so it was supposed to be a private beach and it kind of was, but it was more just like one small area of this beach was a private beach. And then like the rest was like where whomever might want to be around whatever. And so it was probably like 10 boys in the Boy Scout troop that went down there. And um, there were a couple of girls that were down there on like a family vacation or something or another and so like we started hanging out with them a little bit and then we write whatever and i just remember like one time when they weren't around our troop master came over and was like i think maybe we've been talking about making out i'm not sure whatever he came over and was like we're not down here to talk to women like that's not what we do in the boy scouts and we we're all oh, like wow. okay like we all thought it was very funny we didn't feel like sure shamed by it we were all just like for the rest of the time that became like a, a funny thing right yeah. um but then i do also remember and this one might be but more. there is it is like a message that i'm sure you received of like there are divisions in how we're supposed sure. to look at things and like this is a male activity that yeah. does not involve women sure. and like you he know, was a military guy too aha so, which like, is like yeah, very yeah. compartmentalized yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah that's interesting yeah. and then i also remember the very first time i like very first time and i think only time that i that i got caught looking at stuff on the internet that maybe i should not have been it was not porn it was like pictures of cute girls like and it was oh. like a it was for like i think it was for like probably middle and high school guys that couldn't weren't 18 so it was like pictures of sexy women but not necessarily like (laughs) in swimsuit stuff but like in like just nice dresses no it was more like uh (laughs) shorts and t-shirts and whatever it was like pseudo sexy but not fully sure Um, the woman i'm thinking of the like daisy duke yeah stuff like that stuff like that i guess and um like california girls Uh that kind of thing maybe and um, that's why I'm out here now. Right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that's the root. And I remember one time I didn't, I guess, delete my history, and so mom found it, and so she like went through it and was like, well, "This is not what we use a computer for." Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And so was, right? that was probably one time where I did feel like, "Oh shit!" Like I'm not supposed to be. Yeah. You know, and right. I don't really know like how, how that. Are... Right, right. But I do. Yeah. That is definitely like a. That was a moment of shame that came around from that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, it's interesting to the moments that sort of roll around in our brain. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you remember those two sure. moments obviously means that they were impactful in some yeah. capacity, you know. One was very funny. The other was like more serious, but still. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And also, like, since my family never talked about sex, it was definitely one of those, like, yeah, yeah one of the few times that it came up. You still haven't? Like, there's still... Did you ever see your parents having sex? Or, no. like, no? No, I did not. So my parents are divorced. They were divorced when I was really young. And I, uh, like, yeah, my mom never like remarried and neither did my dad he had like a long-term girlfriend but so I, that wasn't really like an option for something that i yeah. could see you well, know i mean like, i got I divorced see my too. parents as like sexual people yeah I, I i think my got divorced i think they I mean, how old were you when they got divorced seventh eighth grade oh did they so, get like, remarried uh my dad did yes okay. yes mom has not um but that was also about the time that like i guess beth had just gone off to college too so it was Your like sister. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um but that's neither here nor there um but yeah, so no, it was never really an option to where I could, you know, walk in on anything. Yeah. And we we also like I had some family or I had some friends that had families that were very affectionate towards each other, and ours was just not, you know. Interesting. So I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure that's shaped part of how I uh, date and stuff, but uh, but yeah. I, I can't really nail it down just yet. So was the dr- was the divorce like traumatic for you? Because I was so young that it was definitely traumatic, mm. but I don't remember a lot of it my mom put me in therapy and like all of the stories that i hear like it obviously fucked with my tiny brain in like a big way yeah i don't know i don't think it was i think i was already like kind of i don't know if i want to say the word checked out but i think it was like i could pick up on like that there were issues right and we obviously weren't a super affectionate family anyway so it's not like it broke my bedrock of what i thought things were um and i definitely remember like when they got divorced was like, well, that's just probably, it's probably best for both of them. Like, that's why they're doing it, right? Yeah. So they're, they're people and they have their own issues, so. That's um, kind of a huge conclusion and like a very grounded Sure, but maybe, response. maybe I learned that response from like a TV show or a movie and that's yeah. why I had it. But I definitely, um, I definitely had that more than like, uh, oh no, my world is shattered. What am I ever going to do? Yeah. Um, How funny. Yeah, so I don't know, but. Um. Yeah, I think the last thing I just wanted to touch on that, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on, but because all of this has come up and like, I just think one of the most interesting things that I've realized and that like we've even talked about that even like I've shared that I had my first sexual experience with a woman and it felt vulnerable for me to say that, but also was very like relatively (laughs) like on the scope of things and like, a lot of people have that experience. A lot of women, particularly. Yeah. But for men, there is like this tabooness around it. And I think a lot of it is also from like what you learn because it sounds like everything we talked about was so heterosexual and like geared towards sure. women. Yeah. And so, unless you went out of your way to. Like if you were interested in men, which I know that you're not, but like you had to veer that train like manually, right? Like it wasn't yeah, like necessarily true. presented as like this is a thing. But I will say, uh, interestingly enough, I think that, that I think that's very true as to what you're saying. And I think yeah. maybe it's indicative of a lot of, you know, the place I grew up in, not just my family. Sure. But, but maybe not. I'm not sure because what I wanted to say, uh, we had like, I don't know, between five to eight gay people in my like senior class of like 80 people that were, that out? were out that was that's like, a lot because yeah. i don't even think we had that many and i had a class of a hundred and we were like i mean it was it was rural kentucky too so like i do think that there's i don't i don't know i think maybe like once the first gay person that came out was like a very like confident guy oh, and, okay. he, and like he was very like kind of he, loud. he wasn't yeah i think it was just like it's 
cool. Like we all still love this guy. Like obviously, and so then yeah. it became more common. But um, but yeah, no. But I do think you're right. And like, and we had talked about this off the air too, where it's like I, you know, you're like I'm interested in talking to dudes that have like maybe wanted to experiment or maybe yeah. not that kind of stuff. Or like, or even because even the idea, like we've talked about, like even the idea of like talking about yeah. an interest or 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 uh, like bringing that into the the realm of consciousness is risky for men yeah because that's what i I mean that's what i was gonna say it's like i feel so like compelled to be like oh which i'm not into but dot 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 and it's like that seems like no one super cares like yeah so yeah but there is this thing about it and uh, yeah and i'm i'm interested Mm -hmm. in that like nugget because i think that that's very telling too of like how we raise boys and how we raise men um and like the differences you know between like how women and men are sexualized in in a lot of ways but um yeah yeah i don't know it's uh i mean hopefully we can have somebody on that like wants (laughs) to get into that a little more Uh, but i can't say that i thought that just reminded me of something too in college i remember like after a one of my friends was gay and I remember like after like a night of drinking freshman year or whatever, um, we were all saying goodnight to each other. And like, I think I was, he was like staying with a couple of the girls in the dorm. And like, I think I was going around kissing them on the cheek goodnight. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I want to kiss you on the cheek too. He's like, you're going to, you don't want to do that. You're going to regret it. And I was like, no, I won't. Yeah. And like, I didn't regret it. I did kiss him on the cheek. And right. it was like, but it like, even then I was like, we have to be so masculine to well, like not. And this idea of like no homo that yeah. was like a big thing, you yeah. know, or like how revolutionary scrubs was to show like a male, male friendship where yes. they were yeah, like yeah. blurred sort of that line of, you know, they could be open and honest and vulnerable with another guy. And it, you know, it could yeah. mean whatever, but yeah, it's so, it's so bizarre. I feel like we've gone far forward in a lot of ways and also there's this component that we're really missing and now we're calling men out for their behavior which is amazing mm-hmm. and a conversation that needs to happen but i just feel like there's so much more here yeah and there's so much more that can start at a young age of just like conversations that need to happen the last thing i'll say on that topic is that there's like obviously like if you're familiar with the pickup artist stuff that's like a uh those types of dudes that got really into that often became like shitty alt-right people um through the <laughs> internet they got him got cultivated into it like it's called red pilling oh. and but also there's another like good positive man community on reddit uh i think called men's lib mm. and it's a lot of like sensitive men being like these are the men man issues that i have and like trying oh, to talk my and support God, each I other didn't through know that anything about this i haven't have you like, participated not in really i don't look okay. at it too much just every so often a post will pop up to the yeah. top so if i later find out it was problematic i apologize but sure. it does seem like it's kind of the right moving in the right direction of like a hey you know what i have this type of issue and let's yeah. talk about it in a positive way um yeah let's let yeah, me find others who yeah. also share this because I'm not alone. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you're if you're a dude out there like that, maybe check it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this has been so great. Yeah. You guys, now you know all about Will. Well, <laughs> some about some Will. about me. Yay. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me on. Woohoo! Ooh boy. Oh, you did it. I felt like it was appropriate since I was on this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh.
We switched roles. Yeah, so uh, take away. as always, <laughs> follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Finding My Yum Podcast. Email us at findingmyyum at gmail.com. Reach out to us if you have any questions or if you want to be a guest. Make sure to subscribe, uh, rate, and review us if you want to. Um, but you do. Yeah, of course you do. Um, so that's all I got. Oh, that was beautiful. Thanks, I tried. I've been watching you do it a lot. So. I feel like very relaxed. Yeah, it's, like, it's great to be in that chair. <laughs> Didn't have to <laughs> do anything. Nice. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, he's got he's it. chime in every so often. Yeah. Cool. Um, we'll see you next week. Bye.